Hello, collective listeners. On today's episode, we have James Marshak. We'll get into that pronunciation a little bit in the episode, uh, but he's currently a GA with us at App State. Uh, I really appreciate my conversation with Patrick Brooks uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, the GA at West Georgia, and I, I really think it's important to hear the voices of young strength coaches too. And I thought it was really interesting to hear how he got into strength and conditioning versus the stories I typically hear from other strength coaches. Um, I think it shows how the field has evolved. And then again, it was really refreshing to just kind of get brought back to those GA days uh, and, and just all the challenges that he's facing were exact challenges that I've had before. And I'm sure a lot of you listening to this podcast have had as well. So I really appreciate having James on the podcast. I thought he did an excellent job as a guest. And uh, I think you guys will really enjoy listening to him as well. Enjoy. What's going on, collective listeners? On today's episode, we have a coworker of mine. He's actually one of the GAs within our strength and conditioning department. And I just learned how to pronounce his name for the first time, might I add. Okay, he hasn't corrected me on this yet, but James Marshak. James, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Connor. I'm excited. Absolutely, man. James has been crushing it with us so far. Um, I mean, he'll obviously get into his sports here a little bit, but I wanted to bring James on. Again, you know, I, had, I really enjoyed my episode with Patrick, who is one of my former interns, now GA at West Georgia. Uh, and I, I always think it's good to get a perspective from the younger strength coaches as well, too. So uh, thank you again for coming on. And why don't you give us a little bit of your background, what got you into strength and conditioning, and then uh, what you've been up to here at App State. Yeah, of course, man. So I am 22 years old, like Connor said, GA uh, with strength and conditioning. My teams are cheerleading, golf, and then I also uh, assist with baseball with two other of my GAs. Um, so that's that's what I've been doing at App State so far. Uh, what kind of got me into strength and conditioning? Uh, so my athletic background is in kickboxing, Muay Thai, so a lot of competitive fighting. And it was while I was training for my third fight when I got my first strength and conditioning coach. And um, Kyle Francis is his name out of Apex. Uh, and there's a, a really cool story with him. He has ALS, so he was wheelchair-bound. Um, when I met him and although there was such a, um, like a difference in how like he would communicate, uh, he was still so motivating. And then through that, like, you know, through him training me and kind of me seeing where strength conditioning could bring someone like the differences, uh, like in my second and third fight, I kind of just fell in love with the weight room aspect of training and and that's kind of when i got into it although i i do have a criminal justice uh degree i have a bachelor's in criminal justice funny enough yeah um, that's okay the cscs doesn't require the exercise science degree quite yet yeah so you're good. exactly yeah <laughs> pretty good there um but what kind of made me choose app state uh from syracuse new york so it's it is a little bit of a drive but my parents are are moving down here soon and you know we've kind of decided that for a while and i was like all right you know we'll, let's look at grad school in, in North Carolina. I knew I wanted to go to grad school and uh, App State was kind of the first one that popped up. And I was looking around one of the, the better exercise science programs in the country. Um, and just like a, a really good reputation for strength and conditioning. They actually have the concentration in strength and conditioning, which is rare for a, uh, an exercise science program. So just did there and then, you know, emailed a bunch of people, got to talking and then I visited this past February, I think it was, and just kind of fell in love with, you know, how the, how it looked like the program was going to run and, and what I said they could take me and, and that's what got me here. 
That's awesome. <clears throat> and, you know, this is exactly why I wanted to bring you on the podcast because it's so interesting to me because I feel like strength and conditioning and, and every strength coach I talk to who's, uh, you know, 30 plus is kind of in that group where it's like, well, I played football, I wasn't strong enough, or mm-hmm. uh, in collegiate football, I ended up, you know, uh, falling in love with my strength coach. So, uh, you know, we had a great time and I interned for him and then it kind of rolls from there. You're the first person I've heard so far use mixed martial arts as kind of the uh, starting point for strength and conditioning. What were what was like the main thing you noticed when you did start your strength and conditioning program that kind of got you interested in the field? Um, well, one thing we hammered, I think, first off was conditioning. Uh, you know, the, the conditioning aspect for the sport is, is very cool. Um, you know, I can't say that I really had a lot of fun doing the conditioning, but... Um, you know, it, it definitely, uh, that was probably the first thing I noticed was um, when we started implementing actual conditioning programs instead of me joining the cross-country team at my high school to and, and running miles a day, thinking that was going to translate over to three two-minute rounds at 90% plus intensity. Um, so, you know, just actual implementing of a conditioning program and noticing the difference there and then the second thing was just my my strength and power skyrocketed. I mean, that was the first time I really did any sort of athletic training in a sense. Um, you know, it was always just kind of bodybuilding type workouts before then. And, you know, actually getting a, a legit structured program and, you know, seeing the differences in myself and um, people telling me the differences they see in myself, That that was kind of the um the first milestone there and then you know from that point you know once I learned a lot I was able to to teach it and educate others on that and then I also fell in love with like the educational part as well but that was how it kind of got into it you see that's I mean that's just so awesome because you know like my thing was I mean, I saw Scott Cochran yelling in the Alabama weight room, basically screaming. And I was like, that seems like a pretty fun job, you know, and then my interest kind of developed from there. But I mean, I guess what I liked about it so much is that the field has developed to the standpoint where now people are in organized strength and conditioning programs. Because when I was lifting, we had, I mean, I was fortunate myself to have somebody who was an exercise science major, uh, graduated from SUNY Cortland, which is a good exercise science program in upstate New York. Uh, obviously, you're familiar with that too. Yep. Um, and he would just kind of supervise the weight room. And then we'd ask him for tips. You know, he wouldn't organize anything like that. And so a lot of it for me was just kind of finding out stuff on my own and a lot of trial and a lot of error. I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, and so that, you know, it was good and bad in a way, uh, because my back definitely still hurts from those days. Uh, I think I front squatted, I mean, like almost every single day for a year straight. Uh, I just didn't understand any of the basic principles, but, uh, I mean, to know that now the field is prevalent enough where, you know, one, the, the sport of mixed martial arts has developed enough, right, for you to actually, uh, you know, seek out a strength and conditioning coach. But then, two, for strength and conditioning to be that prevalent, that you're able to get that experience and then, uh, you know, uh, translate it into now being a strength and conditioning coach is so interesting to me. And I think it really shows how the field is growing and it's continuing to expand. And it, one thing I am curious about, and I mean, you mentioned it with your coach. I mean, that, that must be I, obviously everybody knows it's an incredibly tough battle with ALS. Like, what was that like to work with him, and how did he communicate? I mean, because that's a really interesting challenge to overcome. Yeah, so um, you know, couldn't really move his hands or legs. Um, it w- it was pretty difficult to understand him uh, for the most part, but he did have his caretaker with him. Um, 
you know, a majority of the time, I would say, and she kind of would, you know, fill in where I wouldn't really be able to understand something. Um, but, you know, the, the more I was, I was with Kyle, the more I, you know, kind of picked up on like how to understand him. Um, and it was, it, you wouldn't think that would be so motivating if, if someone can't like scream in your face and, you know, get you to, you know, get that one rep max up, but just, you know, him dedicating his time and, and letting me come and train with him um, for as long as he did, him inviting me into his gym is just, you know, it was a, a big step in my martial arts career. Um, you know, even though I don't plan on going pro, I, I have a love for the sport, but it was, um, you know, we, we would go in, he would have the workouts, his caretaker would write the workouts on the board. Um, and it was cool too, because he, he would bring his kids in. So I got really close with his kids over the time and that was awesome. But he was just, you know, I've never been so motivated and wanted to, to do well for somebody, um, other than, than him at, at that point, he was my first like strength coach for fighting. So it was really, a, you know, I don't think I would have necessarily lost my last fight, but I definitely wouldn't have won in the fashion that I did, uh, if it wasn't for him. I mean, that, that just goes to show the coach athlete relationship. And I mean, it's amazing. And I'm sure, I'm sure he really appreciates that he inspired you to become a strength and conditioning coach too. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I think it is a good perspective as well. You know, I mean, like, I, I mean, right before this, I'm like, man, I can't believe I got to refill the fueling station at the end of the day, yeah. you know, it just goes yeah. to show you the problems that you think are big are really ultimately small. So, mm -hmm. well, we originally bonded over, you being from Syracuse, that's where, that's where I was born and raised as well. Uh, you know, I went to Christian Brothers Academy. You were CNS, right? CNS, yeah. Yeah, whatever. All right. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but it was where, it's actually where we held the uh, state, uh, what knows, sectionals and then uh, state qualifiers for uh, track and field. So my, my yeah. track and field career ended at your uh, high school. Cool. Uh, but uh, so talk to me a little bit about Syracuse University, what your time was like there, and then what were kind of the biggest things you learned from your internship there at uh, SU? Yeah, so uh, it, it was actually kind of funny uh, how I got the internship. Um, so I worked at a gym called Edge Strength and Conditioning. Shout out, Edge. Um, and I was working the front desk one day, and a lady walked in, and she was like all – I've seen her a couple times, all decked out in the Syracuse stuff. And I'm like, she definitely works at Syracuse. Like, she has to. And I was kind of just walking by, like doing a couple of maintenance things in the gym. And she like made a comment um, towards me, like, like she knew me. And I was like, kind of like confused a little bit, but then we kind of started getting talking. And um, it was funny because the, the person she was talking about was another trainer at the gym, who I, I guess we look alike. And he also fights too. So it was, it was really funny because he was, she started talking about, um, the fighting gym that he goes to and I knew he did that because we had trained a couple times and I was like oh I think you're talking about Tyler <laughs> um, mix up there <laughs> yeah right uh her name is Tracy by the way Tracy Stankiewicz I hope I'm pronouncing her last name right I'm probably not sorry um, well I, I, hey I haven't pronounced your last name right yet so. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true um but yeah and then we just got to talk and I was telling her about how um you know, I used to train athletes at my first training job back when I was in Utica, New York, uh, at a place called SPI Fitness. And she kind of invited me to come to Syracuse and shadow, you know, 
and she was like, we could always use the help. And I was like, a hundred percent, like you tell me, you know, when you need me, I'll be there. And I, I went and, um, she gave me like tours of the facilities was like the abs is still the absolute nicest person ever. Um, and one of my huge mentors now, and she started introducing me as the new intern for the semester. And I was like, I'll take it, you know, <laughs> I'll take it for sure. And, you know, from there, I, uh, I worked landscaping on the side as well on top of edge strength and conditioning. Um, and thank thankfully my, both my bosses were very understanding, like, you know, this internship is very important. Um, so I started there and I started mainly with women's lacrosse, um, which we made it to the final four. That was pretty awesome. Um, perennial, perennial, great team definitely, there. Definitely. Yeah. So I started with them and it was, you know, the first time I had ever seen division one sports training. I had seen some division three when I worked at SPI, um, had trained that, that was more private sector but I had seen like how those kinds of athletes would train and then, you know, getting to division one and seeing the differences in facilities and um, kind of like the attitudes towards their sports, um, you know, cause a lot of the, the D one athletes there are, are planning on going pro or you're making a career out of their sport and um, nothing against D three at all, but um, <laughs> no shade. yeah, but um. And then just, you know, kind of seeing how like a powerhouse school runs was, was crazy. And then through my internship, I would just show up, we would, you know, run the workouts. She would, was very um, good on the, the educational piece as well. Kind of explained everything, why she was doing this, why she was doing that to me. Um, I got to go to the practices and then I think it was like the second week I was there. She was like, hey, I'm not going to be here this day. Can you run the warm-up for women's lacrosse practice? And I was like, sure. And it's like this whole long uh, th like routine that they have. And I was like, yeah, I, I can do it. And then I wrote down the whole thing, memorized it, and did it. And it was like the most exhilarating thing in my life. Um, and then just working with those athletes and, and building the bonds with them was insane. Um, I also worked closely with men's soccer as well with Corey Parker, who's the, the head Olympic coach there. And, um, you know, getting to, to know him a lot as well was really cool. Um, and then I think it was about halfway through the semester, maybe a little bit before, uh, Tracy texted me and she was like, hey, do you want to travel with the team? And I was like, hell yeah, I do. <laughs> That's and awesome. she was like, all right, awesome. You pick the games you want to go to, you know, we'll, we'll get it set up. Um, so I, I ended up traveling with them to Louisville and I was actually the only strength coach that traveled with them to their game against UNC, which we won and broke like a 49 game win streak at home for UNC. So that was, wow. you know, an unfathomable experience. And then also getting to travel to NCAA with them as well, um, you know, and just sharing in like the success and, you know, like bonding over like the, the sadness of losing, of course, but, you know, the, the coaches and the athletes treated me like I was a part of the family and, you know, that's an experience I'm definitely never going to forget. 
That's incredible. I mean, and it, well, it's also a testament to the work you did, right? I mean, they, they trust me that she would not have invited you to travel if she didn't love what you were doing. Uh, and it's just funny you speak about the the warm up. I feel like every everybody in strength and conditioning has that one kind of moment that was like, yes, I finally get to run something. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I'll never forget the. My one of my first mentor ever in strength and conditioning is Christy Bartlett, and she's now the uh, director at NC State for Olympic strength and conditioning. And she's amazing, uh, but like so hard on me, you know, like would never ever give me a compliment, nothing, you know, like and I remember it was just like every time, like I just wanted her approval on everything, and she's like, yeah, that's all right, you know, and I'm like, damn, <laughs> you know, yeah. I leave for the day, and I'm like, all right, we get it tomorrow, and then I think it was something, something with the uh speakers was going on or something and i figured it out and it was funny because she came up to me she says hey great job coach and i just I, you know immediately i was like yes you know yeah. like coach you know like yeah. and so it wasn't even something strength and conditioning related but uh mm-hmm. but i just you know i think everybody has those kind of first few moments that keep inspiring them and, and get them excited um so yeah, I'm, I'm glad you had those mentors so yeah. how's everything been going at app state so far uh how are things with your teams and then maybe what are some challenges you face so far yeah definitely um you know, I, I love strength and conditioning. So this has just been like, you know, to be able to say that I have this as a job and, you know, um, I'm going to make a career out of it. I'm actually getting paid to do this instead of interning um, is is kind of surreal. Um, but I love working with golf and cheerleading. You know, I, I think the first thing that um, is, is so important to me is getting to know the athletes. And I'd say that's one of the more important uh aspects in my opinion of strength conditioning my first mentor um well not first mentor but my first kind of like uh yeah I would say for one of my first mentors uh Vinny Scolo um he was he's out of Scolo Performance he was in Syracuse I'm pretty sure he's down in Florida now um but he ran private sector and he uh has given me so much you know leading me to to the path I'm on right now and he's just given me the the most amazing advice one piece of advice he gave me uh, was a quote and it says nobody cares about what you know until they know you care so you know if you just go into a weight room and you start shouting out orders everybody's gonna be like who the hell is this guy telling me what to do you know he doesn't know anything about me so that's that's the first thing you know i i take pride in is i get to know my athletes on a um on a personable basis and you know so they know that i care about them, you know, because I can tell you, you know, I care, I care, I care. But if I'm not doing the things to show that I care, you know, instead of just saying it, nobody's going to believe me. Um, so getting to know my athletes has been awesome. Um, I would say like maybe a challenge is kind of adjusting to coaches demands and what kind of what do the coaches want out of your programs because you spend all this time doing your program and you're like, this is going to be awesome. Spend hours writing it. And then they're like, Oh, we're going to, you know, I want to change this and you know, let's not do this. And I'm like, okay, I can, <laughs> I can do that. So just kind you're of, not alone. <laughs> yeah. So kind of just realizing like the, um, you know, the coach is always going to win stuff like that uh, has been a challenge, but you know, through your advice and, you know, advice from, um, you know, my mentors over at Syracuse, Tracy and Corey, and even just family members giving me advice um, on how to work through these relationships has has been, you know, a world of a help. And, you know, I, I've definitely adjusted since then. And I, I haven't really had any big problems. Um, so I'm not complaining. But you know, it's definitely the realization that, uh, 
you know, if the coach wants to do something, as long as it doesn't go against like your moral value, then kind of have to do it. Yep. Yep. We just, I mean, we just met about that. What last Friday, right? I mean, we were talking about it and, you know, I was actually, I was on a, a panel uh, today. It was like a, a multidisciplinary action between registered dietitians, athletic trainers and strength coaches. And um, you know, one of the examples I brought up was every year my conditioning program has changed a little bit. My first few years, it changed drastically because my first year, I had no clue that how much in shape you had to be to play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> and so that one was really on me. But then uh-huh. after that, I also learned that, uh, and for anybody listening, if they've ever worked with basketball, you'll know your players are never in shape. Uh, if they are in shape, there'll be a game we lose and it's because they're not in shape. Uh, and, th- and that continually happens. And so uh, that was my big coach realization moment where mm-hmm. I found out that, you know, we had all these progressions and we went over all these things from a scientific standpoint of, you know, conditioning and what it should look like. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, I don't really care. We need to run them into the ground on this specific day. And, <laughs> and I was like, all right, that was, that was my tough moment of realization. But I mean, mm-hmm. I think you hit the nail right on the head. As long as it doesn't go against what your true beliefs are and it doesn't go against the safety of the athletes, then, you know, ultimately there's going to be have to be a compromise made, um, you know, and, and I think, I think coaches who don't accept that point really struggle with their relationship with their head coaches. Um, and that doesn't mean that they always have the final say on everything. Right. But it does mean that, you know, you, you do have to take into consideration what they want to see because it is their team. Um, you know, at the end of the day, they are the head coach. They're the one whose uh, stamp is on the program at, at higher level programs. It may be the case where, um, you know, you get let go with a head coach if they get fired, uh, you know, for performance. But, uh, you know, certain situations like I mean, I work with men's and women's basketball. If one of our coaches were to get let go, you know, like I most likely would be able to keep my job, you know. So I think that's something you really have to consider uh, at the end of the day and, and operating the program, how the coach would like you to see uh, it happen. But then also keeping your own philosophy and keeping your own style with it. Uh, so I, you know, it's always a tough lesson for, I just smiled when you brought it up because every single strength coach goes through that moment right there. I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's a definite challenge for everybody to experience. Um, Mm -hmm. so how have classes been? I'm curious, you know, app state is a, as a great exercise science program. Like you mentioned, um, one of the coolest things for me is that we have Dr. Triplett. I mean, she literally wrote the book on strength and conditioning here. Uh, and she's one of the professors. So how's school been going for you? School's been, uh, it's been an adjustment because um, I, I have been out of school for a decent amount of time now. Um, so not, I think not going straight into grad school from uh, my undergrad, uh, I might ha- have to adjust a little bit more. I think I still am adjusting, um, but the classes are definitely grad level, I'll tell you that much. Uh, definitely putting in a lot more studying than I did with criminal justice and I'm kind of realizing you know if I don't put that study in I'm not going to get this because you know kind of the educational background I have on this is everything I've learned in the field and stacks of flashcards from studying for certifications so everything has kind of just been like either self-taught or taught to me in the field I haven't really had any classroom experience uh, with that so I think uh, biomechanics and exercise physiology are, are definitely two of my challenges right now. Um, you know, not having that kind of extensive classroom background or a degree has definitely um, been noticeable, I would say. But, you know, we're, we're adjusting to it and, you know, I'm just going to continue studying and, and 
I'm gonna do good and get this degree. I just keep telling myself I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. So that's awesome (laughs) once again you're not alone okay uh you know i think you actually it's a little similar to my experience it's just flipped my master's degree is in sports psychology it's not in uh exercise science and so uh, i remember exercise physiology was awful for me in grad school because uh i did not do that well in in undergrad um i had one of the best teachers you could possibly have uh dr myra santiago at temple university was incredible and you know she hit me with if you don't do your work i'm gonna fail you and i of course was like yeah whatever and then i she failed me you know so i had to take it again uh and then uh in grad school i remember it was it was an elective class i was like i might as well take x-phys if i know i want to be a strength coach um you know it'd be beneficial and then i get the uh, you know, sports psych side on top of that too. And I, I, it was like, if you've ever seen Billy Madison, like when, you know, like he grabs the kid and he's like, don't ever go to high school. You know, like it was like, literally somebody was like, don't ever take X fizz here. And I was like, it'll be fine. You know? And then I remember the first test we had to know every single enzyme and everything in the Krebs cycle. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get blasted. And I definitely failed it. Uh, and so I kind of had to repeat that process once again. Uh, mm-hmm. but X phys is always a struggle. Biomechanics is brutal too. Uh, but ultimately those things always, it, it, what I appreciate about the grad school classes is that they become ingrained in your knowledge base. And then it's really easy for you to kind of make connections and then have a scientific background and everything. But what I was saying with the criminal justice degree is I think it's interesting because it gives you a different lens on how to look at things. And I don't know if you've noticed this at all, but, um, I feel like I kind of have a slight advantage sometimes with the sports psych degree because I can look at it from a little bit of a different perspective in specifically like relationship building and motivation for the athlete, like things like self-determination theory, really big uh, pieces to my education have allowed me to look at things from a different lens and kind of take a step back. Have you noticed that at all with your criminal justice degree so far? Yeah, I'd say so. And I'd also say there's kind of a downfall with it. Um, so, you know, in, in CJ, it's so much critical thinking. Every single mm-hmm. class, you're looking at cases or you're looking at law. Um, and, you know, every professor hammers, you need to have amazing critical thinking skills. And I, I feel like that's true with every uh, major and every subject, but you have to dive so deep and get into such great detail. Um, and where I think this affects me negatively is when it comes to my programming. Uh, because I try and get it so perfect. I try and dive into every little thing um, when I know I'm just going to change it anyways. And I have. <laughs> I've changed like my entire programming basically since I've written it. But I get such a um, paralysis by analysis is the term, I guess. And for a four-week program, I'll sit and I'll stare at it and try and make it perfect for like two, three hours when it could have just taken me probably 30, 45 minutes to do Hmm. That's really interesting. I mean, but it makes sense, you know. It's and this was uh, the same to our conversation I had with Patrick Brooks, who's the GA West Georgia. Now, I feel like programming was one of the things that I really, really worried about when I first started out as a strength coach, and now it's probably like one of the last things I worry about uh, because exactly what you just said. I am going to change it anyway. Uh, you know, I'm writing a, a annual plan right now for basketball. I'm just writing it out. And I kind of have, I have a USB and I'm like, man, this is all my workouts for the past five years. Like this is, this is the ticket right here. And I look at it and I look at something from even like two years ago and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Like, I don't like this at all. It's completely different to what I want to do now. And so 
and I think it, I've appreciated it because it kind of gave me a perspective of like, I am going to change it no matter what. So, you know, ultimately don't sweat it that much because as long as you can get the athletes to buy in and what you mentioned earlier, as long as you can get them to care, that's what's yeah. ultimately going to make a good program for you. Yeah, I yeah. completely agree. That's awesome. And, and, and it, it, trust me again, that's another thing that all GAs kind of struggle with at the start. Um, so how's your relationship been with the other GAs? How's that process kind of developed for you? Um, how's, I mean, I guess, how's everything going? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, you know, the other GAs and I have gotten really close. I live with one of them, Nico. So, um, you know, we got to get to know each other a little bit over the summer. Um, and you know, had a decent amount of talks before we kind of moved. It was funny because he was an intern with, uh, Northwestern women lacrosse, um, which is a rival of Syracuse. We did beat Big them. time rival. That's we interesting. We beat them our, our first game, though. <laughs> um, but I thought that was really funny because I, I sent an email out uh, asking for a roommate. He replied within like five minutes. And I was like, Northwestern, that's crazy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I what I love about our relationship is we all come to each other um you know if we have any problems you know we'll just me him nick aaron or whoever we'll just be sitting in our office and um nick will be like hey do you like this set and rep scheme for this and i'll you know ask him about a workout um that i want to change and we're just we constantly come to each other for advice is you know we know and trust in the education and our knowledge of everything um and i think that's just that's brought us even closer to and then you know just the the constant banter you know through and throughout the weight room is has been hilarious and i just uh i definitely look at them as as pretty close friends i mean those are the times you have to cherish the most like a hundred percent you know and i'll never forget too we were one day i was in the car um with darby rich who's the uh strength coach for memphis men's basketball now uh and his assistant strength coach was exactly my age. I mean, we're great friends. He was on the podcast, Damien, uh, a couple episodes back. And I remember we were t- like, we were just messing with each other about like, like he was, I was like, I can definitely run a mile faster than you. Like, you know, like, and, and it was just us going back and forth the entire time. And I remember he, something that he said that stuck out to me. He was like, man, like I missed that. Like I, I love like when, when young guys like, you know, are talking wreck to each other and, and kind of just going through that process. And I mean, it's so interesting because as you specialize more, you know, and I mean, especially like with basketball and I mean, you know, I can't really speak to other sports, but it does become a little lonely because you become the, you know, you only really need one strength coach for 15 guys. Uh, And with that being the case, like you you may have an intern or so, um, you know, hopefully you can end up getting a GA, but in that process, you kind of become a one man show a lot of the times. And, and, it's fun to call the other GAs that I came up with and, and really kind of reconnect with them. Um, but nothing really beats those times where it's that one office that everybody sits in uh, and you guys are just talking wreck to each other the entire time. I mean, that it, that stuff is so much fun. I just hope you cherish those moments and, and hold on to them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so funny too, because Nico's from Germany and you know, his uh, sense of humor kind of meshes in with ours very well. <laughs> and it's just oh my god the the back and forth between us is, has just been hilarious and that's definitely you know I, I'm never gonna forget these guys I'm sure we're gonna be close friends for the rest of our lives um even uh my other roommate Jay-Z who interns with cheer and throwing you know she's always in the office and you know 
her as a, a roommate as well. We've gotten, you know, pretty close to the three of us, me, her, and Nico. And, you know, just the fact that she kind of joined right into to our little group has, has been pretty cool too. So definitely going to um, stick with them for, for a while. That's awesome. And you know what? You probably end up being the, the best man in each other's wedding, all that type of <laughs> stuff. I mean, that's already happened for me with Johnny Fabrizius. Uh, and so, I mean, that's just, that's just such a fun process and I'm glad you're enjoying it. And the one really nice part about it too is, you know, like obviously I, I'm the GA coordinator as well too. And uh, you deal with your head coaches sometimes and, you know, like anytime somebody can kind of get on you, you know, it's really nice to have some other people. You can be like, man, like what? He's tripping today. <laughs> you know, like it just kind of like relieve the pressure a little bit. That's always, that's always a fun process too. Um, and so, okay, well, you've, you know, we're in our first semester. Uh, I mean, almost, you know, uh, I mean, about halfway through at this point, I mean, unless I'm completely incorrect on my timeline, but, uh, you know, okay. you've got, there you go. <laughs> we're a little bit, I've been out of school for a while now. So, yeah. um, so we've gotten settled, uh, going into next semester, what are your main goals? What are the areas that you are looking to improve upon for yourself? Um, I'd say just, you know, overall, I, I want to just become a better coach, you know, in, in almost every aspect. Um, you know, I, I try not to strive, you know, for perfection. Um, even though I, I might, you know, like the easier said than done, but that's kind of something I've, I've been trying to work on is nobody's perfect. Nobody knows everything, trying to approach everything with a white belt mentality and, and just learn as much as I can. Um, so that I can better not only my education, but my coaching skills as well. Um, you know, I think uh, something right now is that I'm dealing with is learning when to be like the, the friend coach and when to be the disciplinarian um, and kind of trying to discern between the two and make sure that I don't get too much into one of those, um, you know, because being, you know, uh, athlete's best friend instead of a you know a disciplinarian coach can can lead to problems and then being too disciplinarian can lead to problems so I'm trying to find that that good middle ground but you know going into next semester you know with school A's that's you know that's the goal always you know 4.0 trying to go into it with a 4.0 and then as far as coaching goes just trying to do as much as I can learn as much as I can uh, to better my overall overall skills I would say you know in and that's another thing that was really common theme I saw with strength coaches I worked with is what you talked about, the balance between being the friend, being the disciplinarian, being being the one who they can respect and listen to, but also in, get them to love the process of the weight room. And I'll never forget Dan Worth at the University of Tennessee taught me it should be a love-hate relationship. Uh, you know, they should love you, but there's probably going to be some times where they're going to be really quiet leaving the weight room. And they're maybe not really, you know, they'll say, Hey, thanks, Connor. You know, have a good day. You know, uh, it's not always going to be people dapping you up and say, man, that was the best lift I ever had. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I'll, I, if I can impart anything to you, uh, anytime I've had to really get on teams or anytime I've really held them to a high standard. And as long as I made it clear that I, it was, I cared about them. This was something that I believe is going to make them a better athlete. Um, usually it's conditioning sessions. That's going to be one of the number one times, right? Um, uh, Every time that's happened, and I've told them that they're not meeting the standard, I've gone home. I mean, my fiance has heard it a million times. I'm like, man, the team's going to hate me. Like, I, you know, <laughs> like they're going to come in tomorrow. It's going to be the worst lift we ever had. And they always come in, and it's a brand new day. I mean, and, and the thing that they all, the athletes really understand, what they really respect about coaches who are able to hold them to a high standard is that you care about them. 
right? And you're not going to let the little things slide because you want to see them be successful and those things matter. So don't, don't stress too much about being on the uh, either side and worrying about that, but that's a normal process. Uh, It's normally what strength coaches go through. So, well, I mean, James, I really appreciate you coming on the uh, podcast and and now it's fantastic for me. I know how to pronounce your last name correctly. Uh, And so it's a big benefit for me. Uh, You know, I, I, again, I, it's always really nice. And, now having another young strength coach on, it's, it's always refreshes my appreciation and love for strength and conditioning because just seeing your excitement and your passion for the field always kind of re-energizes me a little bit. And it's fun for me to have at our meetings and, and kind of talk with you guys uh, and be a GA for a second as well too. So I appreciate you guys and, and thank you very much for coming on. Yes, sir. I appreciate you for having me, man. It was fun. Absolutely. All right, James, we'll see you. All right, have a good one.